everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Life. My name is Brandon. I'm Kristen. It's the Oklahoma wife. Vanessa. And today we are actually doing a book review. We got an advanced copy um, of a book called The Connected Parent um, by Karen Purvis and Lisa Qualls. Dr. Karen Purvis. Doctor. I mean, hey, when you're a doctor, you, you I'm earned it. I'm telling you I what. Earned it. Um, <laughs> takes a little bit of work, I hear. Um, <laughs> So the book is, generally speaking, um, about ways to assist with children's behavior. It's going to be the easiest concept, I think, for most people to understand. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. So there, there's a lot of strategies. There's a lot of really cool stuff on it. Um, let's start with just kind of the roundtable, overall review, thoughts on the book. So we'll lead off with you. What was your overall thoughts on the book? Uh, well, I felt like the book was really um, direct and helpful and very practical tips, Um just how to help with, you know, biological kids, adopted mm -hmm. kids, foster kids, handling behaviors and learning kind of where are those behaviors coming from and ways that I can um, manage them and mm -hmm. um, help the kids um, get to a, a good place for them. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that was one of the biggest things for me, which I've read. I've read a lot of other books that, you know, have brought those ideas into my mind that like mm -hmm. the behavior is not it's a symptom of a problem, a deeper problem, and you need to figure out, you know, what mm -hmm. that is. And so that is one thing that I really got a lot of was, you know, okay, look, take the behavior. Yes, of course you have to deal with the behavior, but look deeper. Like what could this be stemming from? And what I really found to be interesting and helpful was how much introspect I had to do. I was right. like, oh, why is that a trigger for me? Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, and that that was kind of hard. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to deal with yourself. And there were some things that, like, I've done a lot of therapy. And there were a lot of things that have come up in my parenting that, um, that the book was asking me to ask myself questions. And I'm like, huh, that's never come up. I don't really know why that's a trigger. Like, I don't know what could be the problem there. I'm going to have to probably make a therapy appointment and figure that out because right. I'm not having success on my own. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think it's, you know, it's super practical, like you said. Um, and there's there's scripts in there that they mm -hmm. include. And I've actually already been implementing some of those and it's been helpful. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So I definitely, I think that was an interesting read. Um, you know, the stories, you know, were all mostly relatable. I don't think I could relate to uh, having seven kids and then going and adopting four more. It's not <laughs> happening. Um, well, I don't think that it was or in in that order. Maybe. I don't remember. Well, I think it was seven, and then she went and got, like, two, and then she went back for two more, I think, Yeah. ended up happening. Well, and I was kind of surprised. I've always heard um, when you're fostering or adopting that you should go in birth order, and so I, I was surprised to see in her stories that she didn't go in birth order, yeah. that the kids were, you know, all mixed in. Yeah, so right. it was definitely, it was a different concept for sure, um, you know, for that. But I think, like you said, the scripts were really interesting. And then when you're talking about the behavioral stuff, there, you know, there's a lot of pieces that we're talking about, biologically speaking, um, that weren't directly tied to just, you know, the words and how you use them. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's tied to uh, mannerisms, you know, you know, uh, mirroring children's, you know, motions and, and their actual postures and things like that. Um, and a lot of it actually reminds me of a lot of the management training that you actually get when you go through different levels of management. Um, you know, a lot of like an easy way to de-escalate a room or something is like if you're, you know, one-on-one -on -one with somebody, sit at a lower height than them. Um, because what that does mm -hmm. is that, you know, helps bring them down as well. Right. Um, and there's a lot of cool little things like that that stood out to me. Um, so everybody took a little bit of notes. I took pictures of the book just because it's easier for me than, than writing. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of the things that really stood out. So um, obviously, let's start with you over there. You've got different notes and things. What's, what's your main first thing that you wrote down there? Um, she talked a lot about breathing through difficult situations mm -hmm. and recognizing triggers of things that are, you know, hey, this is a situation that really bothers me. Why? And even being mm -hmm. able, allowing yourself as a parent to step back take a moment and then come back and address the behavior um and that's really helped me even just recognizing hey why am i upset by this mm 
Yeah, not, not in that relation big of a to deal. kids. Like yeah. just in in your own just life. Just in my own life. Yeah. Why does this bother me so much? I'm the parent. I'm the adult. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't I be able to manage my own behavior? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I can't manage my own behavior, mm-hmm. how can I expect my kid to? Yeah. <laughs> On that note, um, I something that stood out to me was when she was talking about um I don't remember if it was Lisa or Dr. Purvis, but um they mentioned talking to their kids about is this a little problem or a big problem and they use their hands to show the Mm -hmm. size you know and that was especially helpful with their little kids and so i mean well because it made them pause and think about it like right well and sometimes you have to think about that for yourself you know like for sure okay is this actually an issue (laughs) or am i just making it a problem right (laughs) well and there there's that uh you know section of the book that's talking about in order you know to really be able to get out and and take care of somebody else you have to take care of yourself first yeah Um, so there were some coping mechanisms that were really interesting you know take off your shoes and actually walk barefoot in the grass and um really think about that connection there and there's you know a section on hydrating making sure you're drinking enough water you know right um and it sounds redundant but like you know everybody always knows that they can get you know hangry you can get upset if you're not eating properly it's the same thing if you're dehydrated anything else um you know you can react emotionally to something you'd probably wouldn't normally but you're like ah, i'm just hungry you know oh when i'm don't get enough sleep i'm super cranky yeah so it's take care of yourself first which is really common sense but at the same time needs to be said sometimes so i really like that part there. well you know on common sense i had written down i wrote down a few things mm-hmm. before i started reading it. it in bed um uh she mentions uh in a story um that a man had approached her at a conference or mm-hmm. i can't remember exactly what it was but a man had approached her and said what she was teaching wasn't rocket science and i feel like that's true but so many people so many people now are like mm-hmm. don't coddle your children don't coddle your don't coddle them because mm-hmm. you're going to create brats and you know whatever and i feel like a lot of people view connected parenting as coddling your child mm-hmm. like and and i just i mean it's just crazy to me because like teaching somebody to be able to handle their own emotions mm-hmm. shouldn't be viewed as coddling in Absolutely. my opinion well know? and then there's the trust factor as well that they really talk about yeah. is that you know if a child doesn't trust you for whatever reason then it's harder for them to develop everything else later on down the road um so trusting that you're not just going to scream at them that was an interesting piece i was reading i'm still not sure how i actually honestly feel about it but it's an interesting concept um, is they were talking about um, verbally basically rewarding the negative behavior. That was a great example of how not to show respect. Now can you show me an example of how mm-hmm. to show respect? Right. And yeah. I'm kind of like, I understand it. It's a really difficult thing, I think, for me to imagine trying to in you know enact in things. You know, because your your first reaction to that is like, kid, like, really? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to be all like, yeah, great job on that one is just like, it's counterintuitive as well, you know? So it's it's interesting to call that kind of thing to the forefront so you can actually think about like, you know, recognizing that, you know, their emotions and their actions are, are negative, but to be able to say, hey, listen, this is a negative thing. I'm glad you can demonstrate that. Now let's see if we can do a positive. Right. Um, so it was an, it's an interesting concept that stood out to me. I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this one. Mm-hmm. Anybody's thoughts on that one? Um, I can actually see myself doing that with the twins. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think she, or they talked about um, being able to, you know, maybe don't take a situation that could be blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Like, keep it small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, that takes self-regulation as a parent to step back and go, you know, hey, I'm not going to, you know, react. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to, you know, approach them and let them have a redo yeah. and form mm-hmm. those new brain pathways. Right, right, right. Of, um, we can try this again, you know, and that yes. takes self-control as an adult mm-hmm. to not just be like, you know, hey, go sit in the corner. That was not respectful. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. The connected parenting takes way more investment up front. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think that it will be worth it when our kids are older and more respectful you know. and everything goes with it yeah well yeah but i mean and also just having a good relationship with them like um something that i've talked a lot about uh with some of my friends well one of my friends specifically she was spanked as a kid a lot and mm. which i know you mm-hmm. were too i yep. was i was too were yeah. you <laughs> yeah um i was i was spanked like three times ever um i don't but you know 
in in all of these questions that you're having to ask yourself in this book there are a lot of things I can't remember and I don't know why I can't remember them like do I not remember them because I was a kid and I just don't remember stuff or like am I blocking things right <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know I don't I didn't I couldn't think of the answers to a lot of these questions um but huh what ah, no <laughs> not old yet <laughs> um but I just uh oh we had we've talked about with one of my girlfriends I won't say her name because just in mm. case she listens I don't want her to feel like you know. calling her anyway. out yeah yeah so um it's one of you three <laughs> no it's not actually <laughs> <laughs> okay uh well there's um anyway yeah, anyways. <laughs> so um she she has a fear to this day of confronting her dad about stuff mm, and mm-hmm. so like when her dad was watching her son she felt like maybe he was doing some things that she didn't want him to do because they her and her husband do a lot of connected parenting mm-hmm. type stuff mm-hmm. um and so i was like well just you know just talk to him about it like just like you're talking to me and she's like i don't know i just can't like i just can't talk to my dad and so i mean to this day like she's still fearful of her father not it's not you know spanking didn't teach her how to be a good person or to do things the right way like it taught her to be fearful of her dad to this day as a 35 year old woman like Mm -hmm. that just you know in my mind that just shows me that it's not the right way to do things like and I, I think know. that's a good point, um, even from the biological parent perspective. Of these are, um, you know, ways that we yeah, can this parent our biological kids. Father. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and even kids not from a trauma background. Um, and so I think that's really helpful, even just looking at our own kids and how we're parenting them. Yeah, uh, we were in bed the other day, and I, I, I sleep with all of our kids. Often. Or, well, yeah, usually it's me. Sometimes it's him with the twins, but. Um, I one of us is always in bed with them until yeah. they fall asleep, and so we don't just leave them in the bedroom. We actually go to bed with them. Okay. Yeah, and Sounds so easy. It's not. <laughs> yeah. So this one night in particular, um, this was this week. This is in the last week, and I just got so frustrated. There's one. Yep. <laughs> I got it. Um. <laughs> And I, I just, I, I don't remember what I, I don't remember if I said anything, but I yelled and she was like, and she said, I scared her. And I was like, oh God. So it, it was really similar to one of the stories that I had just read. Yeah. Um, about how I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Lisa. Um, you know, how she had said like that her son said she broke his heart. And I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, like that's exactly what just happened with me. <laughs> and I so appreciated those stories in the book of, yeah. you know, hey, here's this mom who's amazing and knows so much about TBRI and mm-hmm. connected parenting. And to hear, you know, hey, I've messed up too. It's okay. Right. You're a good parent doing good work. That's yes. really encouraging. Well, and I've had a lot of friends in just over time be like, God, oh, you're so patient. You're so this, you're so that. I'm like, I blow up too, guys. Like, I'm not perfect. I know I look perfect, but I mean, I, everybody has their moments. I, the important thing is I go outside, take deep breath, apologize. And it's, you know, modeling those apologies has helped my kids. Like, we were in bed tonight and the one that's still awake, um, she just is having a hard time going to sleep because mm-hmm. she's, she's coming up on 12 hours now but she was pretty sleep late she slept in pretty late um and she kept talking and i reminded her that we'd talked about how it was time to be done talking and you know and then she turned around later and she's like i'm sorry for being so loud mommy and so <laughs> i mean you know just modeling 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 it pays off eventually mm-hmm. you know it's hard and that's it's probably hard. where those um, redos come in. Yes. Of, hey, even us parents will do things that we don't, we didn't mean to or we didn't intend yes. to. Okay, we can redo that and teach them yes, that as well. exactly. Well, and they learn from that. Mm-hmm. We do redos all the time. We go back up to bed and just start the day over sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go snuggle for a few minutes. And, and the rocking chair, um, mm. I found that really interesting because we we love we have a rocking recliner and we love that 
um, and the kids want to get in there all the time when they're sad or whatever and I found that really interesting how she was talking about it also being like a sensory issue and a vestibular uh, I cannot talk stimulation Mm -hmm. and um, I hadn't really thought of it in that aspect I mean I know rocking is calming but I hadn't really thought about why and so um, I just found that really interesting how important it was in her opinion to have a rocking chair in her house yeah I felt like all of their um, sensory um, tips were very helpful just Mm -hmm. you know be aware of how loud is it what's the smell like right um have they been around a lot of people today Mm -hmm. um those are things I don't really think about but she brought up hey you as a parent when you feel annoyed think about the things that have gone on or is the noise too loud and um recognizing yeah our kids are affected by that right um whether from trauma or not right yeah because they're just people like us Mm -hmm. they're just small (laughs) people learning to regulate yeah exactly they're (laughs) not little robots no (laughs) it's hard to hard to remember that sometimes (laughs) right I also liked how they um discussed um balancing nurture with structure Mm -hmm. me I think my personality is very structured I like to know what's going on and here's what we're up to you know um even with behavior like it's easier for me to handle that with structure than with Mm -hmm. nurture yeah um and so just being aware of like okay here's when they need the nurture and here's when they need structure yeah even like the connected child was very you know they need structure and they need to know what's coming but it's okay to take breaks and veer from that schedule to Mm -hmm. have that nurture time so I haven't actually read The Connected Child yet. Oh, wow. So I got into, so there's a Facebook group called Connected, is it Connected Parenting? Parenting with Connection. It's Parenting okay. with Connection. Are, are you not I haven't there? heard of it, no. Oh, okay. Um, so Kristen and I met in a Facebook group for this book review. So we're both on the book review team, and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So I figured you were probably in that group. That group is where I heard about the book review. Okay. I heard about the book review from Lisa and Melissa Corkum's um, uh, podcast. Oh, okay. And her blog. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> cool to see that it's just, you know, coming Everywhere. from different places. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I, reading the description of the group and things like that, I felt like it was a good place where I belonged. I didn't quite realize how much it was connected to, like, Dr. Purvis's teachings Mm -hmm. and um, the connected child. And I didn't realize until reading The Connected Parent how helpful reading these books would be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And so um, now I'm going to go back and read The Connected Child. Yeah, I think The Connected Child is very... um definitely aligns with this book um it's a little bit more focused on what the kids are feeling and what they're going through their backstory and um, a little bit more of the theory from Dr. Purvis Mm -hmm. um whereas the connected parent seems more focused on okay here's what my kid is going through here's how it affects me right and how you know my past um helps predict what I'm going to do and how I can adjust my parenting yeah Um, and the connected parent is a little bit more um I'd say in some ways applicable, it's very, you know, hey, try this today. Mm-hmm. Short chapters that you can get done in a day and, yes. you know, go home and do it. Yes. Yeah. And at the end of each chapter is the, you know, kind of the summary mm-hmm. and the takeaways. And um, and so I I've thought those were helpful, too. Yeah. Um, they did a great job of, hey, you're a busy parent. We know that. Right. Here's some helpful tips. <laughs> Yeah. We know you have 35 children at home, so we're going to make right. this quick. <laughs> Maybe 36. It's fine. Yeah. You know, whatever you've got. It's <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Even right. if you've only got two, it's fine. <laughs> right. Um. So do you have more notes? Um, I did find the um, parenting teens chapter really helpful. Mm-hmm. So my um, foster girls are uh, nine years old, mm-hmm. and um, they're – the way they act is I, what I would imagine is the tween stage. Okay. <laughs> Almost yeah. to the teen. Yeah. I think, I think it starts hitting right around then. About that time. Yeah. So even just hearing some of the applicable things of, you know, here's what you're used to with connected parenting with no hurts or, you know, let's try this again, mm-hmm. um, but catered more towards an older audience. 
mm-hmm. um, even they talked about you know let's be cool right or, <laughs> yeah um and even they specifically mentioned in the teen chapter like uh, when then um, mm-hmm. when you do this then I can take you to the pool mm-hmm. and like um even just being encouraging in our language with them and empowering them to um almost they didn't say co-parent but um, give them even more options and freedoms than we would with a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because, you know. I mean, you're teaching them to be an adult. Like, you're teaching them, like, your ultimate goal is for them to be capable adults on their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going back upstairs. <laughs> um, yeah, so something that we have already used, or at least I use, I don't know if Brandon really does, but um, I use a lot of first then mm-hmm. with the little kids um so i don't think i i don't recall seeing that in um any of the chapters about like younger kids but but we yeah. use that a lot mm-hmm. i don't remember where i learned it but it works mm-hmm. it works I so that being helpful yeah for sure um well the last thing i have actually written down <laughs> is um that she said they say to address the behavior with the goal of earning trust mm-hmm. and that really resonated with me because you know I definitely want my kids to trust me I don't want them to be fearful of me I want them to know that I'm the one that's going to take care of them when they're hurt or sad or mm-hmm. you know I want them I want them I'm trying to earn their trust now so that they'll come to me when they're 15 and they have a boy they really like and something is going on and they want my advice. I want them to want my advice. Right. (laughs) So, um, and then, you know, I mean, I found a lot of it interesting and useful. Like I would like to foster someday. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I want to wait till my kids are older. I would like to foster teens Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that while I have little kids for a lot of reasons. Right. Um, but I, it was, it was really eye opening just to that future idea, um, of what they'll be going through and maybe, you know, their actions and behaviors would be like. And I think Lisa's stories were, um, very, um, helpful just for seeing, wow, this can be chaotic and it Mm -hmm. can feel like my life is unmanageable. Yeah. But in some ways that's normal and helpful, you know, to feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this Mm -hmm. and there's tools that we can do over time to make it better. Right. And, um, yeah, even just like you were talking about, um, there's with behavior, you know, there's a reason why that behavior is there. And so I can't just initially demand respect and we have to have that connection first. Right. Um, which is kind of the opposite of how I was parented and for sure normal parenting, I would think, you know. Um, I demand respect so that we can have a connection. Yes. Um, but that's exactly. not what this is talking about. Yes. And I actually struggle with that um, mm-hmm. because I find myself feeling that way sometimes or feeling, you know, like you're three. Why haven't you listened to me the first time? <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> um, and that's just not how it always works. And that's okay. I mean, sometimes... Brandon and I don't hear each other when we're talking. So, I mean, you know. Um, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. I had something I was going to say. But I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Do you have any more notes? Um, maybe. I mean, there were a lot of really practical things. Even yeah. just like with hydration. And yeah. if your kids are <laughs> bouncing off the wall, maybe give them some protein, like a cheese stick. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> just like normal, helpful, like here's some practical advice. Yes. Um, yes. But um, other than that, I mean, even at the very end, they were talking about how my value as a parent is not tied to my kids' progress. Right. And that was so helpful to me. Um, I think sometimes I can put more pressure on my kids to perform better if I feel like, oh, um, if if they're well behaved, that means I'm a good parent. Mm-hmm. And so if it's like, no, you know what? I know I'm a good parent and I'm doing my best yep. and we may not have seen a pr- improvement in a couple months, but um, we'll just keep doing what we know is the next right thing to do until yep. we see progress. And um, they just did a good job at relieving some of that pressure of um, being a perfect parent. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we all have our days. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, even our kids, you know, they all have hard days. And I mean, you can't expect every day to be perfect because mm-hmm. they never are. <laughs> right. Some days are really good. Some days are really good. And then other days are really hard. So, um, so how long, so you are fostering two, yeah. you're fostering two twins, twin girls. Right. And, um, and the goal is reunification. That's yes. like the basic goal in general, most of the time. Right. Right. So foster care has really, um, you may have heard foster to adopt in the past. Right. Um, the foster community has really tried to get away from that mm-hmm. um, and more towards fostering to foster mm-hmm. um, and really just being in it for um, the kiddos to whatever is best for them. Um, and so the main goal being reunification. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if that doesn't work out, you know, there's op- other options. And um, like we're personally, we would be open to adoption um, if it worked out that way. But really just going into it with the mindset of um here I can be a support for these kiddos and their families Mm -hmm. in the transition that they're going through and every and whatever they need um and just be helpful yeah however we can so how much contact do you have do you have contact personally with their family or does that all go through a caseworker or um how does all that work yeah, it really depends on the situation. Okay. Um, but like for us, um, we're able to um, meet up with um, the bio family and um, with for visits, we're there, we're um, engaged and getting to know the family as well. And that's really neat, even just to encourage them and, um, you know, hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, the girls miss you and love you mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we'll love to see you next time. And, um, so just getting to be a support there, yeah, um, is awesome to get to get to know them even and mm-hmm. um, where these kiddos have been coming to us that, you know, nine years old, they've had a whole life before us. Right. And so um, even getting to see, oh, you know, that's why that makes them laugh. And um, oh, oh, here's yeah. their favorite um, food that their mom always makes them. And, you know, I've never made that before, but I can mm-hmm. learn. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, just to um, even create a more comfortable environment for them while they're in our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, um, most of the people that I've had conversations with about fostering have fostered either like a baby or a very, very young child, um, with the intention of adopting them. And so I had a friend in Colorado that, um, she said there were, categories basically of kids that were likely to be reunified and kids that were likely to be adoptable and um and so that was they were wanting to adopt and so that was uh but that was Colorado I guess each state is very different Mm -hmm. um and I know uh I've seen in Arkansas Arkansas has a website of kids that are available for I don't know if it's available for adoption only or if they're available like for fostering to adopt but um I don't know does Oklahoma have something like that yeah we have a um, Oklahoma heart gallery Mm -hmm. I believe is what it's called and they um it's a website I mean it's it's very it's kind of overwhelming almost Uh, here's a website of kiddos and their profiles yes um they're ready for adoption that I saw because I have a friend who just adopted a I think she's 12 now and mm-hmm. they've had her for I think two years and um and she posted their website and she's like if anybody you know if you've got room in your home like really you should check this out and you know give it a shot yeah and I just I I was looking through there and I was like oh my gosh I mean I don't want to relate it to this but this is the only thing I can relate it to is like a pet adoption page right and it's just, I mean, because the way the descriptions are written, I'm like, this sounds like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just really broke my heart. And, um, and I'm like, I just want to keep them all. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of like a dating website. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, these are kiddos lives yes. that don't have a, a family right. a forever home. Yes. And they're either um, in a shelter um, or with a home that um, that's not long term. And okay. so, um, but yeah, a lot of them, sometimes there'll be sibling sets, especially mm-hmm. and older kids, usually school age kids. 
um, are the highest um, need. Right. And so, um, but they'll have, you know, here's what they like to do and they're, you know, willing yes. to help with chores mm-hmm. and anything they you need. They have a hard time with this, but mm-hmm. they're really working on it. And I'm like, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Well, and, and it was, I, I saw this website as I'm reading this book. Mm-hmm. And so it just, the two in hand, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just, I don't, I don't know the the descriptions just really got to me because you know thinking of it from like a connected parenting perspective mm-hmm. I'm just like they're not seeing the real problem here <laughs> they're not seeing right they're not addressing that it's because this kid is from you know this terrible past that they've had if they're mm-hmm. acting this badly then they've probably had a really hard time Right. Or maybe they have mental health issues. I don't know. It could be both. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just. And a loving home. I mean, um, even just imagining if I were to be in that position, what difference can a can a permanent, stable, loving, connected home Mm -hmm. um, give a child and change the whole course of their life? Well, like my so my mother is bipolar and um, she kind of had like a mental breakdown um Mm -hmm. in around 32 and uh no she was 34 because I was 13 ish 12 I don't know anyway she was you know early 30s Mm -hmm. and my little sister was like two at the time and so um she has grown up basically in foster situations but with family Mm -hmm. um she lived with my my dad and stepmom and me for a little while she lived with our grandparents she lived with her mom um and her dad while they were together and that's a really bad situation um and so she came to live with brandon and i when she was 13 Mm -hmm. um and then i started having some health issues and so i had to send her back with my mom because i couldn't take care of her like Mm -hmm. i couldn't even take care of me at the time and so then she came back with us at 14 and then it was semi-permanent um our mom found a really good counselor and finally got on some medication that was doing well for her and so she got more stable and um so my sister's senior year I I think it was her senior year maybe starting a junior year anyway um but she was able to spend more time with her and you know that was all very healing but it took her it took a year of my mom being consistent before my sister would really even like hug her Mm -hmm. Um, because she just she didn't trust her you know there was no trust there and it took a year for her to earn that trust back and Mm -hmm. um and so now you know I've talked with my sister about some things like it used to drive me crazy I was I don't know I was in my 20s and it was my sister and I didn't really understand you know I hadn't been in her exact position Mm -hmm. I'd gone to live with my dad and his wife when I was 13 and um you know so I had a stable home it wasn't like wonderful and amazing but it was stable Mm -hmm. um and so like for me you know part of being part of the family is helping take care of the house and so like I grew up with chores and so that was what I knew to do for my sister like okay you've got a chore system like you get allowance and but you have to do your chores Mm -hmm. and I just I used to have to like just nag her to empty the dishwasher you know and right and I had talked to her about it as adults and I was like man it used to be so hard to get you to do this like what was the deal with that and she said well I had been so used to having to do everything for so long that it was just so nice to have somebody else do it for me mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh if I had known that back then like maybe you know maybe I wouldn't have made her do anything for a little while <laughs> <laughs> I but, know sometimes I'm like what do you mean? You get your own milk. I'm like, I'm tired of getting your milk. <laughs> you have hands. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So it just, uh, it's, it's just interesting, you know, and I mean, I wish now that I would have put us in therapy. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure that would have been helpful. Um, you know, we've both since been in therapy, but um, for various things. And so, 
yeah i just um but and therapy's included in foster situations right like that's part of the deal is that right right so most kids in care um have been referred to a therapist or um should be seeing one regularly um I've noticed lately with COVID, things are slower, Mm -hmm. um, and it it takes a little bit more effort, um, but that's definitely the expectation that Mm -hmm. these kiddos are, you know, getting some um, professional um, help just to process some of the things they've been through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there a lot of other therapies that you guys are doing? Um, There's um, a, so we're doing, you know, connected parenting with them, but um, we actually found a horse ranch in Tulsa uh-huh. um, that it's does... Like equine therapy? Yes. That's uh-huh. awesome. Um, and they are actually TBRI trained, all of oh, their staff wow. is. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And um, it's not technically um, therapy, but, um, I mean, they help out the kids with a mentor, and they have their horse that they visit with every week, and mm-hmm. camps that get the kids connected to the ranch, and... Um, so things like that that we found that, um, man, the community just really coming behind these kiddos knowing that they need extra support. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So what I miss? Everything. <laughs> All of it? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're done. <laughs> uh, we've actually started talking about um, Kristen's foster kids. Mm, gotcha. And, mm-hmm. and our situation with Zoe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Gotcha. So. So interesting. uh you know, just to try a tactic while I was up there with the kid. Um, <laughs> so obviously she was hungry and I had to take her back upstairs. After oh, is that stuff. what it was? Yeah, she was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so we're laying in, in her bed and there, you know, she is, you know, just talking away, talking away. And I go, okay, we've done a great job of telling me everything you've been thinking about. So can we do a great job of sleeping? She goes, yeah, okay. She was lazy. <laughs> really? Right, Positive yeah. reinforcement. Yeah. Like, All right, we'll give it a shot and see how it goes. It totally worked. Wow. Yeah, that's funny. She's, right. like, she's like, yeah, okay. Oh, cool. that's awesome. Right. Because, because you validated her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were going, actually yeah. just talking about this the other day. So one of my triggers is um, when when I feel like people aren't listening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I – I hope my dad doesn't ever listen to this. So when I was uh, like 16 – I'd started working and um, I started having anxiety and depression and I didn't know what was happening at the time. And so I was crying one day and I sat down in front of my dad and stepmom and my dad was like, well, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't know. And he said, well, then stop crying. Mm-hmm. And so I have a really hard time and it's it's with him too if I feel like he hasn't heard me. So Brandon doesn't always acknowledge when he hears you. He has heard you, but I see you do it with the kids too sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so they'll keep saying it over uh-huh. and, and I do the same thing. I'll keep saying it over and over until I know you've heard me. And it, I mean, now I realize it goes all the way back to when I was a kid, you know, like I, I have a really hard time when I don't feel like I'm validated um, or when something I've said is validated or, you know, anything like that. So that was really Mm-hmm. interesting to learn about myself um, right. while, while I was you're reading this it. book <laughs> so what I hear you saying is yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. exactly so um, let's get back to finishing up on the uh, review of the book because um, we're about 40 minutes into this so far okay um, so let's go the opposite route I don't think we've talked about critiques or anything anything that stood out to you that you're like uh, I, don't know, I don't think I'm a big fan of this part or like uh, I disagree with this concept or was there any anything that you weren't a hundred percent on board with um, so the first time I read the scripts one of the scripts is listen and obey. And I was like, ooh. Mm. The term obey? The term obey. I that hate... got me too, actually. Ooh. I said the same thing <laughs> yeah, in my head. I was, I was like, like oh. ooh, mm-mm. I don't like that word. <laughs> and um, Yeah, because it, it, which is it's funny like taking away choice or I can't will remember, is what it is in my I can't head. remember if, it was, if we said those vows or not. But, mm. I mean, I don't no. think I would have had a problem with it at the time. But now with my kids, I'm like, well, I don't, like, that's not the kind of parenting that I am trying to go for. Like, mm. I feel like... I'm like I I'm I don't feel like this is uh lining up, you know, mm-hmm. with what they're talking about. But mm-hmm. then you read the description of what it means mm-hmm. and so it's like okay, you know, she says in a time when it's calm, talk about listening and obeying and it's more of a like you're in the parking lot and this is a time so this is a time I need you to listen to me and I need you to obey what I say. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're in the parking lot and 
you need to hold hands to walk Mm -hmm. into the store together you don't run off and so this is a time to listen and obey and i was like oh okay makes more sense once you get it yeah and Mm -hmm. that is okay with me and i think you know just those quick few words are really good especially for little kids Mm -hmm. um but for anybody that's maybe in a stressful situation or where their mind is like ooh, you know there's it's like a candy candy store you know there's so Mm -hmm. much to look at and there's so much stimulation and so just those few words um you know are are helpful yeah 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 well and then the other things that stood out um there's more i was a little surprised at the religion involved um which it's not it's not anything that um it's not pushy Mm -hmm. there was there was one point actually where it was talking about routine and it said including praying and i was like "Eh," i mean in a lot of the stories it felt like it was just Mm -hmm. including this is what we do in our life sure and so that was not i didn't feel like that was pushy but when it was talking about like building routine and including that i was like i don't know that you should necessarily i mean open it for a wider audience if you leave it out kind of thing right yeah but it also it makes it more inclusive to some people that that is a part of their routine already so right you know it it's difficult for somebody i think who's in um you know a religious routine to try to focus away from just like somebody who's not trying to you know include it if they had to so right so I mean, I I'm pretty it, good but, at yeah. just like removing it generally. Yeah. I'm atheist. Well, we're both we're, atheists, yeah. but um, and so I, mm-hmm. I come from religion, and so I have a hard time, uh, mm-hmm. still a lot. Like when things are religious, I'm like, ah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so it just kind of makes me clench up sometimes. Gotcha. I guess it's a little triggering. <laughs> How about you over there? Was there anything you were like, ah, uh, mm. um, it was kind of similar but on like the opposite side when Mm. she was talking about um like connecting with the grass and like just Mm. being focused Mm -hmm. and like meditating and like normally when i'm when i'm used to meditating it's on prayer Mm -hmm. and so it's almost foreign to me Mm -hmm. to like connect with my surroundings in a way that's not right right Mm -hmm. religious interesting and so I was like, what am I supposed to do in the grass? Like, feel it. (laughs) And then what? What does the grass do for me? Right. But I do see her perspective of, like, being present Mm -hmm. and, like, really feeling my senses and, like, Mm -hmm. being aware of what's around me enough to just, like, stop. I'm not thinking about Mm -hmm. the dishes and, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, how the kids are doing. But it's like, no, like, I'm here and now. And that's really important to my faith, too, Mm -hmm. of, like, wow, I can rest. Mm -hmm. Like, I can be okay not Mm -hmm. doing you know and that mm-hmm. that's an interesting part that a lot of people uh ignore is that there is a lot to doing nothing like mm-hmm. to yeah. just giving your body time and your mind time to literally do nothing because like prayer is a great example is that you are mentally engaged in doing something mm-hmm. um whereas like you know if you're like resting and you're reading you're not actually resting your your mind is still going mm-hmm. um being able to just shut down for a little while that's not sleeping and just let your body huh, um, right. You know, I always call it vegging out. Like, you know, I'll put on a TV show, not because I want to watch or anything, just to tune something out and just, you know, I'll not even realize what I'm doing, just to tune out for a little while. But um, see, your mind is still very stimulated. If if you're paying attention <laughs> to it. Yeah. No, even if yeah. it's, it's just, I mean, the the yeah. visual sense of it mm-hmm. coming, coming into your brain, you don't even realize it. Yeah. Like, that's the big problem that I have with the kids mm-hmm. watching it. Like, sure you know or having the phone on or whatever at night is because just that coming into your brain and your brain processing it you don't even realize it's happening yeah Mm -hmm. um i've done some my therapist has recommended that i do uh guided meditation Mm -hmm. and have you ever done a guided meditation no it's like so they're on youtube Mm -hmm. and i uh the first time i did it i was like well i either fell asleep or i did a great job meditating i don't know which one (laughs) maybe it's what you needed (laughs) so the answer was yes all right so it um but i mean i feel like those really help you to Mm -hmm. do nothing yeah because Mm -hmm. i mean it really i i think i did it the first time in a bath Mm. and so Mm -hmm. um i was already you know fairly relaxed and Mm -hmm. i felt like that was a good time to try it and so i mean it really is Mm. doing nothing you know and just allowing your body to Mm have some healing time yeah Mm -hmm. just everything to shut down for a minute Uh uh-huh 
Yeah. I think the only thing that stood out to me that I was like, is like having it on an e-reader version. Like this is one mm-hmm. of those books that I really oh, want a physical copy of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Especially having it for this. I was like, oh, I wish I had a physical copy worst. to flip through. And yeah, like physical books, like for any kind of, uh, you know, guidance style books mm-hmm. or like how to books or anything like that. Doing it digitally just never works for me, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't think this would be something I would buy digitally. Um, I think if I had a physical copy, I probably would have read it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think it would have just been an overall better experience for reading. So I don't suggest anybody probably get something like this on a, on an e-reader style. <laughs> That's probably I, the worst for me. As I, just, I just kept going back to it like, ugh, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely one of those books that I would like to, like, tag pages. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, you know, flag pages. No, nah, I'm not a big highlighter or writer in books. <laughs> yeah. But I like post-it notes yeah same idea yeah, yeah it's just being able to actually you know notate some way yes. or other yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's that's probably was the biggest thing for me that's why i had struggled i i struggled with reading through it because we you know took the copy and we moved it into the kindle mm-hmm. um but the formatting was all kinds of weird mm-hmm. um did you do the yeah. same thing no okay you just read the pdf yeah but i yeah. had to scroll every I time you know every yeah. time yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was just, it was the formatting got all weird and it was just, you know, not, not the greatest reading experience. So, um, but other than that, I mean, most everything else I think was fine. I don't think there was anything that really stood out as like, um, you know, like I've obviously tried it and it, it works the positive reinforcement of the negative behavior, which is still Confusing. mentally strange. Yeah. It's just <laughs> mentally, that's a gymnastics mm-hmm. I'm going to have to jump through. Um, but most everything else I think was fine. Um, a lot of the stuff I've seen rehashed in other things and it's kind of like this kind of culminated a lot of those, you know, systems that I've seen. Um, you know, even like uh, a great example is, you know, I play games obviously. Um, and you know, there's one thing that they always talk about is like, if you're, you know, doing a game master, dungeon master or something like that, you always want to say yes to your players, not necessarily uh-huh. just give them free run of the world, but always be willing to say yes. And I think that was one of the more interesting ones. Cause you know, parents as a whole always want to go with the no you know it's just your first yeah. reaction like i you know can i no like what is it i don't know you can't do it just like, no it's just it's <laughs> a controlling <laughs> aspect of it um Not and be me. able to focus towards I yes. To say yes i know right that's well that's, that's a that's a habit that's a good thing to have it is well and it's um, a habit that i've i've read about somewhere mm-hmm. in some parenting yeah. book and it's i mean it's helpful mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you always want to hear yes like yeah for I sure mean, you know, so sure, if there's a way you can mm. find to do it, then yeah, right. absolutely, yeah, yeah. But the the in that same aspect, I think the uh, the biggest thing there that I you know didn't see a whole lot of is like sometimes you do have to go hard no on things, right? Like mm-hmm. um, say yes every time. Kids like I want to try cocaine. You're like no, that's, <laughs> that's a hard no. You know, right, um, yeah. I think it could have done better with a little more strategies on uh, being a cooperative no. Um, that's not just saying like yes and kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I mean anybody's gonna really go into that kind of level of things most of the time. You're good, um, but I would have liked to have seen a little more into that. Uh, you know, reinforcement of no when it's necessary. But I yeah, also sometimes one. I feel um, bad saying mm-hmm. yes. Like I'm just saying it just to say it. Right, you're pleasing. and I like yeah. might not follow through. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, should I say yes if I have no intention? Like, or, yeah, you know, right, if it's yeah. a slim chance, like mm-hmm. maybe I should say, you know, not Negative. this week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Try next month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Ask me again tomorrow. Yeah. So I think yeah. more strategy to actually, you Saying know, no. structurally say no. And that's the thing is I think it's building the structure within it that, that makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, saying no, but you know, make a structure with it. I would like to have seen a little more there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I, th- I think it was a good book. I think it was a good read. Um, I definitely would like to see, um, you know, a little more time with it with a lot of people and, and see what the reactions of it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I can see a lot of people like picking up really re- well with it, but then I see a lot of people at the same time being all like, oh, I don't think any of this stuff's going to work for me cause they have to be first self-disciplined. And if you're not, yeah. then it's, yeah. it's gone. You have to want to. Yeah. Yeah. The self-discipline I think is the number one there on that one. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see. Well, and it's a big investment. I don't remember if you were down here when I was saying that, but it's a big investment of time and energy up front. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, like we're, we're really putting it in right now, you know, with our three year olds and, Mm -hmm. and the younger one but it's going to be worth it when they're adults right well it's actually funny is that i don't think it's just for you know that though like it's you know for this you know dog as well i mean 
you know, talking about the uh, building trust in somebody who's, yeah. you know, because this dog came from a uh, hoarding situation mm-hmm. where it didn't trust anybody from the get go. And it still doesn't really like anybody other than us. Yeah, very much. He, he likes us now. Yeah. And like, I smelled of me that, a second ago. I felt ah, special. Yeah. Oh. And he didn't scream at you. <laughs> he first. didn't scream. Yeah. Like, legitimately, that you're the first that's person that's happened. That's a big thing. Yeah. He's growing. You're yeah. doing great. Yeah. So I think it's the same kind of thing. I mean, I think you can use these in all aspects of, of life. You just have to, you know, be willing to be self-disciplined and then take it and go okay you know i can apply mm-hmm. this here you know so yeah. yeah one does not drift towards connected parenting naturally no no <laughs> you don't i mean i feel like it's i don't know it, it all speaks to me and resonates with me yeah mm-hmm. but actually doing it and implementing it mm-hmm. is the hard part that doesn't come naturally like mm-hmm. like sure you can like all of these ideas and mm-hmm. think they sound great and you want to do that but actually doing it is mm-hmm. like oof gosh mm-hmm. it's so much easier it's to hard. just be like yeah go to your room and i'll mm-hmm. come get you eventually yeah. well you have to be actively <laughs> thinking you know it's one of those things that you just can't be reactive all the time mm-hmm. so people right. who are actively moving forward and it makes a lot more sense so yeah right. yeah that's a good point that mm-hmm. it's not just about being reactive it's yeah. anticipating i think they talk about that too anticipating mm-hmm. needs and mm-hmm. and stuff like that so yeah cool so final thoughts let's go around the horn there um suggest it love it where where you at on things yeah i loved it i'd suggest it um i think it it's a pretty quick read um i'm Mm -hmm. a big audiobook person Mm -hmm. i know they're recording an audiobook i can't wait till the audiobook Um, comes out this is kind of a good one like we talked about Mm -hmm. to annotate and highlight through Mm -hmm. um but it's also very to the point enough that i feel like i could hop in the car for five minutes Mm -hmm. and listen to it a snippet get into walmart think about it you know listen to mm-hmm. a little more mm-hmm. so um i appreciate how they made it um very uh, easily digestible mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well and really books like this i actually like to have audiobook and a copy mm-hmm. because hearing it especially when it's like the author reading it yeah and inflection just, and tone mm-hmm, and just having it thrown at me in a couple different ways um really helps me to um, I'm I'm not very good. I am a slow reader for one, and I don't have very good retention and so and comp- reading comprehension. And so I'll often part of the reason I'm such a slow reader is because I'll often go back and reread sentences like four times before mm-hmm. I get through a page. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've probably read each page like four times before I really comprehend it. And so having it, you know, in audio form and in, you know, physical form, whether it's ebook or a physical book copy, um, just really helps me retain the information and be able to, you know, better practice it and understand it. So for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a good book for uh, anybody who's actively looking for assistance. Um, it's like the manual that kind they say of. parenting doesn't exist yeah kind of yeah <laughs> um i would only like i would take this out and, and if somebody's like man i've been looking for you know some kind of help or something i'd probably recommend it but i don't think i would just uh, openly recommend it to most people um and i say that just because if you're not already looking then i don't think this book's going to do anything good for you mm-hmm. so i think you need to be already looking and then it's like yeah hey listen great idea here take this so right yeah that's an interesting uh mm-hmm. This is also like I've reached the end of my rope and mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Right. Read yes. this book. Yeah. Right. 100%. <laughs> yeah. and, and like as sad as it sounds, sometimes you got to go through the worst of it to realize you need the help. Mm-hmm. And that, sure. that's where this would shine. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So Yeah. 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 So cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up. Uh, pretty much, you know, thank you very much for coming out. It was yeah. a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet yeah. you. <laughs> uh, we might invite you back for the other one so you can talk about what you actually do. So, you know, sure. you never know. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, signing off. Oklahoma Life. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye.